Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 hearthealthradio.com, Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. This is Heart Health Radio. I'm Dave Alexander, one of your hosts for today's uh, a foray into yeah, but you're the most important host. I, I'm just the guy who knows how to turn the microphone on. That's yeah, but, basically it. <laughs> no microphone, no Weefald, right? Dr. Franklin Weefald, right here. Um, he is a qualified medical doctor, an internal medicine specialist, a cardiologist, and the radio guy. Well, I mean, you know, radio is harder than those two things. You think? Yeah, well, yeah. because radio. Not only do you have to be spontaneous, but yeah. you have to be entertaining, you know, unless if you're not. Well, I then, mean, we've made a know. decision in that direction. Well, is your doctor entertaining in the office? No. I am. <laughs> you you ask my patients. Good for you. Laughter is the best medicine. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about vaccines, specifically for COVID, but there's some uh, also some information about MMR vaccine may. Well, and I think it's any vaccine, actually. Really? And we're going to talk about why. And I remember a woman called on the radio a month ago. Yeah. And asked me if the influenza vaccine would protect somebody from COVID. Uh-huh. And I sort of brushed it off. I think I was wrong. And I'll explain what the mechanism is that makes any vaccine helpful against any other viral infection. We have some top hospitals in the state of North Carolina. It's not just the state of North Carolina. Yeah. Okay, they were named the top in North Carolina a long time ago. Well, I understand. Now it's the whole U.S. of A, top 50 in the whole U.S. of A, and this is what we're going to talk about. Okay, and they're, they're in this area. Um, yes. We're going to shout out Ben Carson, and we're going to shame Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And? Yeah. Governor oh, Cuomo. Governor Cuomo. Well, you know, I I have to tell you, you know, people in Virginia and South Carolina and North Carolina listen to us. Uh, they've got to say that occasionally they do catch the news from New York State. And I know that people are shaking their heads because overnight they shut down all of the schools in New York City. And, and at least now, Fauci yeah. came out against shutting down schools. For two reasons. Number one, the inner city kids and the rural kids, especially the young ones, yeah. are losing a huge bonus for their life, which is a good education. I have a woman in my office, my assistant, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas uh, Tompkins, whose kid is now out of school. Johnson closed her school. Right. And you know she worked. She's a working mom. How are you going to get a first grader to operate a complex computer? And, it, you know, you have to push a bunch of buttons to get online, Zoom to your classroom, and keep her attention to learn anything. And, and the other thing is that the transmission in schools is extremely low. Right. And I don't know this for a fact, but you know what I think the impetus for closing schools is? What? And it's in Democrat states, our Governor's a Democrat. Uh-huh. It's the teachers' unions, and they're huge. Now, I'm I'm not saying this is true. This is my opinion, 
but in New York especially, the teachers' unions are huge contributors to the campaigns of Democrats. I think they're scared of getting it themselves from kids, and they want to close. Now, that isn't happening, okay? And if you look at the Catholic school system, and my daughter goes to a Catholic school system, Uh they're open. Now, they're open in a hybrid manner. They do some online learning, but they do a lot of in-classroom learning. Now, here's the advantage they have is most of these kids have money, so they can afford really complex, you know, computers and systems. Right. They've already paid tuition to the school, so the kids the kids have the wherewithal to get a well, just decent look at computer. the parking lot. Okay, <laughs> really, BMWs, oh, Land yeah. Rovers, Mercedes Benz. These kids um, drive these cars. You know, it's All kind right. of embarrassing, actually. Talk to me about vaccines. Okay, so the vaccine by Moderna, which is the the one that they are. Um, uh, trying to get they they did the FDA emergency approval on Friday, and I hope they get it Monday. That is a different vaccine. It's a revolutionary vaccine. Old vaccines and the vaccine you get, like the example of the MMR, they are protein vaccines. So these are the proteins that are the targets of your immune system and T cells and antibodies. So the T cell killer T cells. They are standing around ready to go to chomp on these viruses because they've been activated by the proteins. Now, the Moderna Pfizer virus um, – I'm going to tell you I'm going to do this. I'm going to yeah. mix up vaccine and virus. When I say virus, I mean vaccine. That's, okay? not, that's not a good thing to do. No. <laughs> um, Mnuchin did it, and now they're saying that Trump was going to spread the virus when he was going to spread the vaccine. Okay. <laughs> Nevertheless, the new vaccine is different. It is covered in a lipid circle sphere, which is basically fatty sphere. Uh And inside is the genetic material of the virus. Now, the sphere is absorbed by your own human cells. That messenger RNA or the genetic material for the virus starts to make protein. The um, spike protein, which is the initiator of yeah. the immune response. And yeah. they can make a ton of it in very short period of time. And so you've got people, and we'll, we'll talk about who they are, saying this is a dangerous virus. You become, you know, a mutant because you've got genetic material from somebody else in your cell. Oh, boy. Guess what? Yeah. That's how COVID works, right? Yeah. So it's a virus. It gets into your cells. All viruses do. That's how they reproduce themselves. Right. They are parasitic materials. They get into your cells. They use your own um, uh, genetic material uh, um, and they make themselves right. from you. Right. It's no different from how the vaccine works. Well, but isn't that happening every day because we're, we're there bombarded are with... this viruses going on in your body right, right now. Right. They're right. bombarding us. It's sort of like when... Genetic engineering first came out. Right. And they said, we don't want any genetically modified organisms. So right. they won't eat the GMO, it's called GMO corn. Why? Because yeah. yeah. you're going to be eating strange DNA. Sure. Okay. You ever had a steak? Yes. You're eating cow DNA, brother. Am I really? Well, yeah, it's a muscle. Yeah, There's I thought DNA they, in the muscle. I thought they removed all the DNA <laughs> no. from the cow. Oh, no. When they they, don't. No, they don't. Okay. No, they don't. All so. Right. So the vaccine works like 
The virus does, but there's only one protein being made, uh-huh. not the entire virus. Okay. 95% effective. Now, you hear they figured it out? This is really an interesting way. They looked for the first 100 people who got COVID, who participated in the virus. Right. And I'm saying 100 might have been 1,000. Sure. Just 95 of them got the placebo. Right? Wow. So that's how they figured out it works. And all of them are working, 95. Now, they only wanted one that was 50% effective because you should get that to the entire population. Yeah. You get herd immunity. So these yeah. are excellent viruses. Now, there's only one problem. These are excellent vaccines. Vaccines. Did I say excellent viruses? Yes. Again. yes. These are excellent vaccines. And the, the bottom line <laughs> is that there's only one problem. You know what that is? What? These special um, lipid... Genetic material vaccine has to be stored at minus 70 degrees or really? it breaks down. So you don't have minus 70 refrigerators in my office. Yeah. So everybody's saying, oh, no. Oh, no. Well, have you ever gotten something uh, like a food thing, frozen food, steaks from Omaha, steaks sure. delivered yeah. uh, by FedEx? Yeah. How do they keep a minus 70? Dry ice. So Pfizer has already developed – these packages, they're going to keep it at set minus 70, and it's with dry ice. So don't worry about that. They're going to teach people how to immediately take it out and put the rest back in, yeah. add more dry ice, because dry ice is everywhere, okay? And these are going to work. So don't ever think that this virus is, quote, unquote, dangerous. It's just not. And it's going to save us. The vaccine is not dangerous. The, vac- the virus is dangerous. Yeah. The vaccine is not dangerous. You know, I want you all out there to yeah. have a uh, bet. How many times I say virus versus vaccine? This is, you know, this is almost like you're dating two women, one named Laverne and the other named Shirley. <laughs> Shirley. And you keep calling Laverne Shirley and Shirley Laverne. It's bad. It's is it bad. To, well, it's actually, yeah. it's a lot safer if you goof up on this show than it Absolutely. is in real life. All right, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk more about vaccines. We're going to find out, you know, are we at the end of the beginning at least? Or are we at the beginning of the end for this thing? I think we're at the beginning of the end. Beginning of the end. I really, really do. And we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. Yes. And we're going to talk about how other vaccines are good because they can protect you from COVID. And we're also going to, for the fourth time, talk about playing in the dirt when you're young. (laughs) Really? Okay, good. Listen, we're also going to take your phone calls. If you've got a a telephone nearby, dial us up. There's a question about anything related to what we've already talked about. That's great. But if you want to talk about your particular situation, that's fine. 919-860-9783. This is the Heart Health Radio Network. You can listen to Heart Health Radio on Apple Podcasts or shame-free at hearthealthradio.com. We're never shame-free on this show. <laughs> the show. Uh, <laughs> no. The reason I'm we never play ashamed, that, but we're no. not shame-free. Reason we play that song is because every now and then, mm. you know, we got to bring back that element of 
you should be ashamed of yourself for yeah. this thing that you said publicly. Who are we shaming yeah. today? Well, you know, Robert Robert F. Kennedy, I think, was a great man. Okay, he was Attorney General under President Kennedy, and yes. he was a senator, and he was, ran for president. Very eloquent. But I'm going to shame his son. Okay. Um, now he's done some good things. You know, river keepers. He's trying to keep the environment of rivers good. He's cleaned up the Hudson. Uh huh. Okay. And so Kennedy on the Hudson has worked. But now he's an anti-vaxxer. And the interesting thing is his entire family tells him to shut up, and he won't shut up. Oh, really? So we talked recently about you know the, the um, genetic material virus, the one that I – mean, vaccine, the one that's coming out is going to make you a mutant, and he's the one that's pushing that. And he talked about a study where they gave it to, to rats or some kind of animals, and some of them died – well, guess what? what? They were experimenting, okay? Yeah. And then they found a way to make it so those rats didn't die, and that's the one that we're using. So shame on you. And he also is an anti-vaxxer for other vaccines. So let's stop this nonsense. Now, this second person we have shamed before, and I'm ashamed again, is Governor Cuomo. He is telling New Yorkers that he is not going to let the, vo- the vaccine be promulgated and, and distributed in New York because it's a Trump vac- vaccine. Mm. And he doesn't trust it because it's produced by President Trump. Now, he loves Fauci. Fauci has officially said this is a good vaccine and it needs to be distributed. Yeah. So what is going on? And I think he's trying to push it back so that Biden gets the credit. Uh-huh. Okay. And he'll say, well, now Biden's president, Biden's looked at it, and it's okay now. And I think that's shameful. You don't think there's any Democratic versus Republican He's the vaccines? Only one. He's the only one doing this. Okay. And so Trump says, okay, we won't give it to New York. And then he gets mad. Well, if you don't want the, the vaccine, why are you mad that Trump's not going to give it to you? Shame right. on you. There is an article that might come across your Facebook timeline that uses a weird word. It says, will COVID, COVID vaccine make you transhuman? And that's what Kennedy is saying. And and it has to do with de- genetic material going into you. There is a character. I only want people to be critical, not dismissive. When you see an article like this, if you see that it's written by a fellow by the name of Dr. Joseph Mercola, Investigate the person that who who has brought this up because Dr. Mercola is an anti-vaxxer, which you have a perfect right to be, even if you are a doctor. Mm, you have a perfect right, but you're stupid. Okay. okay. And a, he's also against fluoridation, mammography, and vitamin K shots for newborn children. And he's against Heart Health Radio. Well, yeah. we're against him. And I, I, the only thing I would tell you is that sometimes these things that come across your Facebook, uh, they're they're just written by people who've got an agenda. Right. This guy makes a lot of money on alternative medicines, nutrition style new alternative medicines, and has he been on the People's Pharmacy? Uh, he fits well he with would be their attitude for yes. the People's Pharmacy. Uh, he, I'll tell you who. Uh, let us know that he's, you know, he's got a problem. Is there's a website run by a doctor in this area, Stephen Barrett, who's been on this show, 
and it's called Quack Watch. And just be careful of the health information you're getting. Yes. All right. Fish oil. There's some sort of study that went on that yeah, said that fish oil, after all this time, no, is apparently not. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Remember co- coffee? Coffee yes. talk? Yeah. You're going to get an article saying that coffee is good for you. And yeah. then next week, an article saying coffee is bad for you. Mm-hmm. Now, fish oil. The reason why they have promulgated fish oil or, or uh, promoted it yeah. is that the Italians, Italians eat a lot of uh, cold water fatty fish that contains fish oil. Okay. And they have a lower incidence of heart disease even though, you know, they eat a lot of stuff, pasta and yeah. fat. Yeah. So fish oil is always thought to be good. It definitely lowers your triglyceride, which is the fat in your blood. Now, remember we talked about Vasepa, V-A-S-C-E-P-A. Now, yeah. that is not fish oil, Okay. I've had some insurance companies, when I write Vasepa, try to switch it to fish oil. Vasepa is a purified, single-component EPA, eicosapentoic acid. Sure. They did the study. They used mineral oil as a placebo. So that was the fake pill. They used Vasepa at the dose that is given, 2,000 uh, milligrams twice a day. Uh-huh. Not only did they find a lower incidence of heart attacks and everything else, they showed that it regressed the amount of plaque. So if you had a 50% plaque in two years, you had a 30% plaque. Okay. Very promising data. So there's a guy who I really respect in many ways, although it's come down a little bit. There's a guy named Steve Nissen, and he is the head of cardiology, and I think now he may even be the head of the whole Cleveland Clinic. And he did a study where he did fish oil versus corn oil. Okay. Okay. So it didn't show any difference in terms of the fish oil helping. Now, remember, this is not purified. Fish oil is gamish. My mom used to use that term, a gamish. Gamish? I think that's Yiddish. But it's for a <laughs> collection a of junk. Okay, your, your mom spoke a little Yiddish. Oh, she spoke to everything. Okay, All yeah. Right. I mean, she was Chinese. She spoke <laughs> Mandarin, Chinese, French. You name it, she spoke it. <laughs> I would have paid all money. of it with a Chinese accent. Right, right. <laughs> Ooh, rah rah. <laughs> anyway, if you're Chinese, I'm half Chinese. Please don't think that I'm being mean. No. Anyway, so what? Um, what was I? Oh, so the gamish. Did not help versus uh-huh. corn oil. So what did Nissen say? He said, well, then then the uh, Vasepa can't work either because uh-huh. it's fish oil. Uh-huh. And then the other thing he says is that their placebo was mineral oil. So the mineral oil was killing people and the, the EPA, the Vasepa, wasn't. Right. So therefore it looked better than mineral oil. Well, I'm sorry. I just looked it up. There was a very good study from December of 19, which – Nissen should have seen, uh-huh. that specifically said, is uh, mineral oil bad for you? Will it cause more cardiac events? So they did mineral oil versus water. Yeah. And mineral oil did not cause more cardiac events than water did. Okay. All right. So they SEPA. I promote it. I don't get paid for it. I take it. It uh-huh. will lower your risk. Of heart disease and stro- and stroke. That's a prescription thing. It is. Vasepa. And, and I wish it wasn't. Yeah. Um, the company that makes it has got a double whammy against them. 
They had a, yeah. this big study where it showed fewer heart attacks, fewer coronary events, and regression of the plaque, 50% to 30%. Yeah. But they lost their patent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so this is why it's $5,000 a year or whatever it is. It's hugely expensive. Wow. A lot of insurance companies are covering it now. Okay. But they got to make some money before this patent thing is all settled out. Well, what about fish oil? I mean, can I – it's it's in every aisle – yeah. On the, you know, the the health food store. What am I going to say? Yeah. I say that uh, this study didn't show that it worked, and it was a very good study. Now, I don't know what to say. I think if you want protection from some fatty fish compound, yeah. you need Vasepa, because that's proven definitely to be beneficial. All right. I still don't know what to eat. Uh, okay. We've said this before. Eat. What? Greens and meat are what you should eat. Greens and meat? Greens and meat are what you should eat. You don't want to eat white flour products. Oh, you I don't, don't do want to eat sugar. Sugar. I love sugar. Not even Christmas candy? Uh, you can take a break yeah. and have some, but oh. then go back. Can I eat the whole box of ribbon candy? Because no. I love that well, stuff. Well, we did our experiment the other day. Last week, if you didn't remember, yes. you know, you've got this special glucose meter yeah. Freestyle Libre, yeah, and it measures your glucose instantaneously with your cell phone. And we gave you what candy? How much candy, G? Not enough, apparently. It did. Not. That was a large amount. What we should do next time is give you one slice of bread, white bread, Wonder Bread. <laughs> That's five teaspoons of sugar. So white flour is converted to sugar. So biscuits, uh, white bread, snack crackers, anything. Yeah. Those all things made of white flour are essentially sugar. So right. if you're diabetic or you're not diabetic, sugar's the enemy because it raises inflammation. All right. Jump in on this conversation at any time. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number on Heart Health Radio. Now back to Heart Health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-860-9783. Get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation just by listening to this radio show, Heart Health Radio with Dr. Franklin Weefald. Jen in Cary, I'm going to put you on, and then we're going to talk to Rose Hoban from NorthCarolinaHealthNews.org. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hello, this is... Ken, not Jen. Ken, how are you, Ken? Well, Sorry don't be about offended. that. Don't be offended. We'd have never made that mistake in real life. <laughs> no problem. What's up? Uh, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, um, I just got a question. If there's like a, I'm a male, 55 years old, a pretty healthy. What vitamins should I take? Is there like uh, certain? I know you all, you talk about many vitamins on there. Um, what would you recommend? That's an excellent question. Ken uh, wants to know about vitamins. He's what? Did you say 55 or 65? 55, sir. 55. 55 years old. What should he be taking for vitamins? Well, first of all, you're still young. 55 is a new 35, okay? (laughs) And the question about vitamins is very interesting because there are a lot of studies that show People who take a lot of vitamins don't actually live longer or live better. But 
they really haven't done the studies correctly. I mean, you know, they take give somebody a, I don't want to say sugar pill. They give somebody a, a an innocuous pill, yeah. and then they give people vitamins and see who lives longer. Now, the problem with that is, I mean, you got to do that study for fifty years, right? Right. So here's what I do, and I do it because I think the one thing that has been shown for COVID that vitamin D protects you. So if your vitamin D level is normal, then you have a lower risk of getting a serious infection from COVID. So they're doing the studies now about supplementing. Now, remember, your vitamin D level could be you know low and your vitamin D level could be high. But does that mean giving yourself vitamin D capsules or pills really works? Um, Fauci says to take vitamin D. He takes vitamin D. Um, There is some evidence that zinc works to boost your immune system. And that's, you know, you call it a vitamin or a mineral, whatever you want to call it. Now, B12, I am finding a lot of people B12 deficient. And it's very amazing. I mean, we didn't used to check B12 levels on a normal blood screen. So um, taking a a, a B vitamin may help. Uh, There's no evidence that it really helps, but it doesn't hurt. Okay. So if you want to take a mega B, you'll notice one thing. Your urine will turn yeller. And I mean real <laughs> yeller. And that ain't bad. It's just the vitamins are going straight through your system. So B vitamins don't hurt because they're water soluble. Vitamin D is partially fat soluble. So what I recommend, if you're going to take vitamin D, just take a couple of those things every day. And if you're going to take a B vitamin, doesn't really matter. Take a big, heavy dose one. Uh, and then take B12. Um, and I'm not so sure why there's people being B12 deficient. My theory is that we're taking so many antacids, and you have to have acid in your stomach to absorb B12. It's kind of complicated, but there's a protein that absorbs B12, and it has to be acidic. And then it latches onto B12, and you absorb it in your lower gut. And sometimes you have to take a shot for B12. So what do you take? Uh, And I'll tell you whether it's any good or not. Okay. I take a multivitamin, a mature multivitamin. That's okay. Uh, Yeah. I take 1,000 milligrams of uh, vitamin C. Okay. That doesn't hurt you. And it may help you. There's there's conflicting evidence. Uh, Vitamin C helps. Vitamin C doesn't help. But as long as you're not taking four grams or 4,000 milligrams, that could cause kidney stones. So I think that's fine. And um, I think it's B12. It's like the little little pill I stick under my tongue. Is it purple? Yes. Yes, that's B12. Right. Um, That's okay. Okay. And then, um, oh, so I take this thing. It's, um, I forgot what they call it, but it's like supposedly for joint pain? Oh, chondroitin? Yeah. Yeah. One warning. I met a lady who got kidney failure, had to have a kidney transplant. There are certain people, and it is proven, that react badly to chondroitin. So check with your doctor on that. I don't know if there's a, a medical reason. I, I, that's why I don't recommend people take that. It's one in, one in 10,000, but if you don't want to be one of those 10,000. And I, I don't know, and you may be able to tell me, that it's definitely proven to help joints. Um, the best thing to take for joints is turmeric, ginger, and milk thistle. 
Now, you call them vitamins. They're herbs or herbs or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, they don't hurt. And they reduce inflammation, and the joints are hurt by inflammation. It's thought that chondroitin coats them, uh-huh. and so that prevents the damage from inflammation. All right, what's next? Ken, thank you very much. We've got Rose Hoban from North Carolina Health News. Hi, Rose. Hey, gentlemen. How are you doing today? How are well, you doing? I'm still disappointed Good. about our numbers. S- still they're, disappointed. They're, tell, they're us, tell us what's going on yeah. in North Carolina. You know, I think it's I think it's what uh, Secretary Cohen keeps saying, which is that it's folks who get together. They're like, oh, you know, it's okay. I know these people. They're our friends. There was a really interesting op-ed um, in the New York Times where a guy who is uh, who has two kids did a really quick back of the envelope as to how big his bubble is. Yeah, when he takes into account like the number of kids, his kids know and then their families, and then their contacts. And so the, the folks that you, you know who could be transmitting the disease, like, if you're not careful, it could, it could get large really quickly. Is it, still, um, is it still the kids, the 20, 22-year-olds who are spreading amongst themselves, not getting sick, still, and then bring it home to grandma? I mean, is, is, that well, what you're, is that what they're seeing? It is. Still younger people who are now more in the hospital than older. Um, so we're still seeing that. Um, and, I mean, there's still older people in the hospital, right? Like, I think right now uh, people who are over 80, it's about uh, – right now it's 41 people who are over 80 who are in the hospital um, out of about 1,500. So th- that's – that's a small proportion of that number. It's really the people, you know, 20 to about 60 who are making up, maybe 20 to 70, who are making up the bulk of it. And, of course, as we know, the younger you are, the less sick you get, but you're still able to spread it around. So, like you say, you know, now the CDC is saying, oh, this kid's coming from home from college. Maybe not. Yeah, do we do we agree that that children or not children but young adults should go home from college? I think that's the stupidest thing in the world. Okay, you know the colleges want people out of there because they don't want to be responsible, but they're sending them home to grandma and ma. Well, and that is now the big controversy. You you've hit the nail on the head, Doctor Weefault. I, I'd like it, to hit nails. I mean, when you have a <laughs> hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? Right, right, of course. Are the hospitals overwhelmed? And I mean, I'm hearing all these stories about, you know, they're running out of beds in certain states and the ICUs are full. What's the story? Are we experiencing that here in North Carolina? So, um, you know, so North Carolina, uh, we just started doing a county alert system. We've had county caseloads by county. You can see that on a map and you've been able to see that on their dashboard for a long time. But last week they rolled out it's a county alert system that combines that sort of county prevalence with the hospital capacity. And there are two counties that are really, um, really struggling right now. One of them is Wilson County Mm -hmm. um, out in the eastern part of the state. So that means that their prevalence is high, their positivity rate is high, and they are having challenges with their hospital capacity. And the other 
county that's like that is Gaston County, which is just west of Charlotte. Well, wait a minute. I practice um, in Johnston County. I'm not Gaston, seeing that Gaston. in my office. No, 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 Gaston. Oh, Gaston. Pardon me. Gaston. Virus, vaccine, Gaston, Johnston, right? Right, yes. And then the other, the other area that's really having trouble, and actually yesterday in the press conference, uh, Dr. Cohen said that they were going to have to update this map, is this whole triad area of the state, which is um, Precise County, Iredell County, sort of north and west of there. I ended up talking to um, the guy who's the medical head of Iredell Memorial Hospital, who said that they've seen a, uh, this this past week, and he said they've seen a very sharp uptick in patients. Now, um, and if you look at the stats, that part of the county has 20% of the population, and they currently have a third of the state's hospital admissions and a third of the state's ICU admissions. Wow. So they're really, they're really um, it's disproportionate in that part of the state. And they're really working uh, hard now to get the word out to folks to, you know, it's time to mask up. It's time to be physically distant and, you know, really rethink your Thanksgiving plans. Um, I mean, you know about this church in Charlotte that had a big, um, you know, tent revival about a month ago. And now there's been, I think it's the, the death rate, there's been hundreds of cases. It's a, the Word of Life Church, and um, there's been hundreds of cases associated with that tent revival, and now a dozen deaths. Wow. That's too bad. So. Well, listen, thank you, and, you know, your information is great, and your website is great. And thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Rose Hoban from oh. NorthCarolinaHealthNews.org. You can get a daily reminder of what's up on the website in your email if you want. Sign up for it, NorthCarolinaHealthNews.org. We've got Pat in Wake Forest and Stretch from Zebulon. Cannot wait to get to Pat and Stretch. Let's talk to Pat first. Hi. How are you, Pat? What's going on? I have a question about the vaccine. Will you go ahead for Dr. Weefold? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm 65. I've had Blue shot twice, and I've had the first one. Okay. Um, both times when I got the vaccine. Pat, for some reason, we're having a hard time hearing you. You are 65. You've had a flu shot. Twice. Twice. Well, some of us do that. Yeah. And did you have them twice in one year? No, I had the flu shot twice. I had the flu twice. Right. Okay. So what I'm asking is I found out I'm allergic to the which is a um, free preservative. And so the doctor said that was probably why I got the flu. Okay. Is there any validity to that? Is there any validity? She, uh, Pat, it's hard for us to hear because every now and then you fade into the distance. I think she was saying she got the flu after the flu shot. Is you that got hot? the flu after the flu shot. Okay. Okay. Let me talk about this. The flu shot first is not 100% effective. You remember we talked about right. the COVID vaccine being 95% effective. Right. It depends on the year. 
And I haven't heard the data yet, but sometimes the flu vaccine is 70% effective. Sometimes it's only 30% effective. Uh So, yes, you can get the flu after the flu shot. The flu shot does not cause the flu. It is a dead piece of meat. Oh, piece of protein. So it doesn't cause the flu, but you can get influenza, even if you've got the flu shot, because it's not 100% effective. The reason why we take it is it reduces the risk uh-huh. and it reduces the um, severity of the illness. So I definitely believe you could get influenza after the shot. Sure. But don't think the shot caused it. You can get achiness and fever, low grade from the shot. That's an immune reaction. That's not the influenza. Okay. Now, I went into bronchitis and everything, and this was like within 48 hours of getting the shot. Pat, are you saying you got 48 hours after the shot you got sick? Yes. Okay. So I would say yes. It's possible you got influenza. I would I would definitely say if you believe you did, get a test to see if the virus is still in, really in your nose. Yeah. But influenza is high fevers, severe muscle aches, a really bad cough, headache. The reaction to the virus is a you little bit You mean the vaccine? No. Yeah, the vaccine. Yeah. I can't. What am I doing? It's I don't not know a problem. I wouldn't anyway, worry about it. so the reaction to the vaccine is aches a little bit, um, maybe a little fever, and soreness in your arm. That's not the flu. That's not influenza. So right. I'm not sure. I'd have to talk to you and your doctor live and in person, but I'm not sure that that getting a minor symptoms is influenza, and definitely the vaccine does not cause it. Pat from Wake Forest, thank you very much. We're going to pick up with Stretch and Zebulon. We're also going to hear our shout-outs in just a moment. This is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Well, you know you make me want to kick my heels up and down. Get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation on Heart Health Radio. Who we shouting out today? Uh, Dr. Ben Carson. You know, I love the guy. Yeah. Um, he is, you know, an, the, the liberal press hates him because he's African-American or black and supports the Republicans. He got COVID. I'm sure most of you knew this. And he, yeah. was, he was really sick and got admitted. Um, but Regeneron, he got the Regeneron. That's the antibody, the monoclonal antibody that absorbs all the virus in your system, and he got better quickly. That's what President Trump got. And its emergency approval was made. So, uh-huh. um, But apparently Trump had to call to get him the emergency dose. But let me just say something about Dr. Ben Carson. I operated with him once. I was a student at Johns Hopkins Medical the, – the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. Yes. He was the head – a pediatric neurosurgery. I've never seen anything like it. Really? Like his hands. And he wrote a book called Gifted Hands because he is he does have gifted hands. Uh-huh. I urge everybody to read it. His story is amazing. He grew up in the inner city, got shot once in a gang fight, and if it wasn't for a heavy belt buckle, he would have been dead. And that turned his life around, and he became one of the greatest physicians the United States has, has produced. I just want to shout him out. You're yeah. a good man. Now, the other shout-out is to Wake Med. 
Yeah. Now, you know that I'm affiliated with Weight Med. I sent all my patients there. I don't practice there anymore. I'm semi-retired. I only work in the office. But we, we talked about how they were named one of the top heart health hospitals in the state. Yes. Well, IBM, you remember um, Jeopardy and the computer beat yeah. Ken Jennings? Well, this same computer was programmed and it, it produced the list of the top, defi- top 50 heart hospitals in the country right. based on you know, success rates, um, severity of illness, um, complication rates. Mm-hmm. And Wake Med is not only in the top in the state, it's in the top 50 in the United States. Yep. So shout out to Wake Med. My, uh, my people, Francis Wood and uh, Brian Bolton uh-huh. and Judson Williams. Judson is now the head of the cardiac program at Wake Med. They're doing a fantastic job. And not only the doctors, uh, but the nurses um, the administrators, the technicians, right. shout them all out. Yep, yep. Because we've got one of the best hospitals in the United States, one of the best heart hospitals there is. I go there for my cardiac issues, and and, and, and they just you look great. I look good. They went ahead and uh, they they did a series of tests on me, um, some sort of photographs, and I had to lay on a bed and they you know and let me just tell you that it was a rotation of women who were their technicians nurses or whatever education they had every single one of them just knew what they were doing yep. next they said sir you sit right at. i i know that sounds simple to say but there wasn't anybody who seemed less than 110 percent competent at what they were doing and they handled multiple patients efficiently in a short amount of time. Yeah, I love the place. Uh, As opposed to us, where we leave people waiting for 20 minutes at a time. Stretch and Zebulon, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Good. You're on Heart Health Radio finally. What can we do for you? I have a uh, question for the doctor. Is is, uh, felt flour considered white flour? Tell me again what kind of flour? Spelt. It's old. S-T-E-L-T. Stelt. I don't know. Where's your phone? Say it again. S-T-E-L-T. Stelt? Stelt, yes. Do you know what it's made of? Uh, I don't, but it's um, it's a grain that they use in... Use that they've used for forever in Italy, in Europe. Okay, is it white or is it is it brown? Well, it's both. You can actually have both. Uh-huh. It's, I I think it's probably the same. I just thought you might know, but maybe you can uh, shout it out one day after I, you. Read we, the- we just looked it up because we don't know. When we don't know, we tell you. Spelt is it made out of nuts? Is let's see here. It is a whole grain. Oh, great! Um, it's an ancient grain. Okay. It's not yep. it, so. It's, it's not so. a different characteristic. Okay. It's not so, a nut. I'm going to say this: if it is made out of whole grain, and if it is not processed, bleached, and ground, and only uses the inside and not the husk, then it's great. 
It's a species of yeah. wheat. So when I my patients say, if I can't eat Wonder Bread, can yeah. I eat whole wheat bread? Now whole wheat bread most of the time is just dyed white bread. <laughs> you want to eat bread whole grain. Now why? Uh-huh. Because the whole thing is made out of the whole piece of wheat. Right. So they grind it up and it contains the husk. And that is a uh, complex carbohydrate that is not turned into sugar in your system. Mm-hmm. So if you're wondering what whole grain bread is, it'll say whole grain. Yeah. And you look at it, it's got little bits of seed in it. That's great. So the stout flour sounds like, and we're going to research this some more, but it sounds like it's made from the whole grain. And it's a different kind of wheat. Yeah. So, so I'm going to look it up. And I'm going to get back to the the listeners right. next week, but it sounds good. I'm yeah, I'm I'm curious because my wife is a diabetic, and it doesn't raise her sugar, right? Well, I don't know if it does or not. I was because we don't use them much. It's pretty expensive. Where do you get it? Uh, like Whole Foods and Raleigh yeah. sells. Uh, uh, I think a one-pound bag for like three bucks. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to go to Whole Foods, and I'm going to buy one, and then I'm going to sit on the Internet and find out. The the, the concept is the glycemic <laughs> index. Right. Because glycemic in, that's what you got to look for. The glycemic index means how much of the bread is turned into pure sugar in your gut. Stretch, we're very glad you called. Thank Great you very question. much. I learned something. Stelt. Bread. Well, that's it. Heart Health Radio done for the week. Can you believe it? We need to go to two hours. We need, okay, we need two hours. Maybe one day we will go to two hours. Between now and then, you know, we'll meet back here a week from now. Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is for information purposes only. Before taking any action, consult your doctor.